I got to tell y'all, when Brother Matt called me the other day and, and asked me if I could preach for him, he told me that he was aware of my reputation for preaching short sermons. And, and he told me there was three reasons why that I did not need to preach a short sermon today. Number one was, is y'all aren't used to it now. Number two was, it would make him look bad. And number three was, he called off a list of names of some of y'all that needed way more than 20 or 30 minutes. <laughs> I'm not going to make that list public, but uh, if you'll see me after church, I'll tell you if you were on it or not. But <laughs> no, it, uh, Matt, Matt and I, that, that's preacher joking stuff. He sent me a text this morning and, and asked me what my text was you know, what my sermon text was, and I, I told him, and I said, hey, I said, if you're better and you you don't need me, that's fine. He said, oh, no. He said, come on, I don't have anything prepared. And I said, boy, you got to be in season and out of season, ready to go. <laughs> but preachers can joke with each other like that. When y'all do it to us, it's not funny, okay? <laughs> Good to see you here this morning. I'm, I'm glad there's a good crowd turned out in spite of the fact that some of you knew I was coming. You were trying trying not to make it look bad in front of Matt, I know, but I appreciate you being here today. The, uh, the text that we'll be preaching from today will be in Luke chapter 15. One of, one of my old professors told me that... that uh, if you don't have much to say, read a long text. So we're going to read a long text this morning, but I, most of you who know me know that I'm probably not at a loss for words. Uh, <clears throat> and the reason that I want to read the entire text is because Luke 15 all goes together. So many times we'll hear just three or four verses out of that chapter and, and that's fine, but Luke 15 is really, it, it's a total story. It's all together. Beginning in verse 1, Luke 15, Scripture says that, Now the tax collectors and the sinners were all drawing near to him. There were some bad characters hanging around Jesus listening to him teach and preach. And the Pharisees and the scribes, now that's the church folk, grumbled, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he told them, his par he told them this parable. What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he has lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so, I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who need no repentance. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp and sweep the house, seeking diligently until she finds it? And when she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I had lost. 
Just so I tell you, there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. And he said, there was a man who had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the property that is coming to me. Now y'all realize that what that boy was saying was, Dad, I wish you were dead. Give me, give me what's coming to me now. I don't want to wait until you're no, here, no longer here. And he divided his property between them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered all that he had and took a journey into a far country. And there he squandered his proper, property in reckless living. And when he had spent everything, a severe famine arose in that country. And he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country who sent him into his field to feed pigs. And he was longing to be fed with the pods that the pigs ate, but no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread, but I perish here with hunger? I will arise and go to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced him and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and before you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring quickly the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. And bring the fattened calf and kill it and let us eat and celebrate. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Now his older son was in the field, and as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. And he called one of the servants and asked him the, what these things meant. And he said to him, Your brother has come, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has received him back safe and sound. But he was angry and refused to go in. His father came out and entreated him. But he answered his father, Look, these many years I have served you, and I never disobeyed your command. Yet you never even gave me a young goat that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, and killed the, you killed the fatted calf for him. And he said to him, Son, you're always with me, and all that I have is yours. It was fitting to celebrate and be glad, for, for this brother was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. Bow with me in prayer, please. Father, as we come to you this morning, Lord, we thank you for your word. God, we thank you for your message to us. God, as we, as we study your scripture this morning, just speak to our hearts. Teach us your ways. Help us to follow you to be more like Jesus Christ each day of our life. And it's in his name we pray. Amen.
There's a couple of truths I want us to get from this passage of scriptures this morning. And the first of those is, is we've all been lost at some time. Either you have in the past been lost or you are now lost. There's only two categories of people in this whole world, and that's lost and those who were lost but are now saved. There is no in-between. There is no third alternative. We, we, have, we live in a culture that would like us to believe that everybody's okay. You know, I'm okay, you're okay, we're all okay. No, it's not okay. Some of you more than others, I'm quite aware that you're not okay. I'm not okay either. It's but by the grace of God that I'm here today. By the grace of God, by His mercy, by His sacrifice of His only Son, Jesus Christ, on the cross, that I can call Him my Father. Nothing that I've done is worthy of God's attention. And nothing that you've done is either. We're not going to stand before God when this life is over and there, there be this giant balance scale there. And if we've done more good than bad, then we get in. And if we've done more bad than good, then we don't. That, that's not the way this works. We are all lost and hopeless without Jesus Christ in our life. second thing I want us to understand this morning is that you can be lost and not know it. You might even be comfortable being lost. This boy was comfortable living in sin being lost, being separated from his father all the way up until he got to the pig pen. That was the first time in this story that, that the younger son got uncomfortable. As long as he had money, he didn't need his father. You can find religion, but not find the father. Jesus was speaking, he was addressing, you can go back up to, you know, first verse of chapter 15 and look, he was talking to the religious leaders of his day. He was talking to the preachers and the deacons. He was talking to the cardinals and the pope. Whatever you want, whatever words you want to insert there, he was talking to the religious, the Sunday school teachers. The coin, the sheep, and the younger son didn't realize that they were lost, that they were out of place. 
neither did the older son. You, you can be lost and never leave the Father's field. You can be separated from God and grow up in the shadow of the steeple. You can be like Judas, one of the 12 disciples who sat at the table with Jesus. He was real close to Jesus. He knew a lot about Jesus, but he never knew Jesus. Just because you're around the church, You know, it, it, salvation doesn't rub off. You're not going to catch it by being around it. You, you know, if you were around Brother Matt three or four days ago, you might have caught the flu from him. It is contagious. But forgiveness, salvation, You have to ask for it, and you have to receive it, and it only comes from Jesus Christ. Another truth in this passage of Scripture that we need to understand this morning is that the lost are valuable to someone. <clears throat> if there is one thing, Susan and I, my, my wife, have been married for 34 years here in a couple of months. We'll, we'll have another anniversary, Lord willing. I have put up with a lot for the last 34 years. And if I need her to know that, I'll tell her, okay? <laughs> um, now, one of the funniest things over the last 34 years is, is my wife and her car keys. Um, she doesn't do a real good job of keeping up with her car keys. I, I'm a creature of habit. I put things in the same place every day, and and uh, <laughs> and I don't lose my car keys. My wife, bless her heart, she'll come through the door every now and then. She just leaves them in the doorknob, you know, and and I'll find them the next morning. <laughs> um, you know, so, sometimes she comes in and, and there's there's a little there's a little table in our in our living room and sometimes she unloads stuff and that's where they'll be and other times they'll be on the kitchen counter and sometimes they'll wind up in the bedroom on her nightstand, sometimes in her bathroom on the vanity. She just never knows where her car keys are going to be next. But I want you to know that when she misplaces them. There is a frantic search. Those are important. The next morning when she gets up and gets ready to go to work, if she does not know where those car keys are, she looks for them. And she insists that we all help her look for them. The lost are important to someone. The lost coin, that lady... Jesus said that that lady swept her whole house. It was spring cleaning 
going on until she found that lost coin. Probably didn't have a whole lot of them to spare. The lost sheep. This shepherd has a hundred sheep. And he's counting out there one day, and he finds 99. So he probably counted again. 99. One's not here. It says he leaves the 99, and he goes to find the one that's lost. The father in this story. They probably didn't have mailboxes back then, but if they had, a, the father would have walked out to the mailbox every day and looked down the road, checking to see if he could pick up the silhouette of his son coming home. Weeks, months, maybe years. That father looked every day for his little boy to come back. I would imagine that if he knew where that son was, he probably would have went to him. The lost are valuable to someone. Your soul, your life is valuable to God our Father. And he's always standing at the end of the road looking for you and waiting for you to come back. Doesn't matter how far you've been. It doesn't matter how low you have fallen. Doesn't matter if you smell like pig slop. You know, in the story, Jesus said that when the father saw him a long way off still, that he ran to him and threw his arms around him and he hugged him and he kissed him and he welcomed him back. It didn't say that he took him down to the river and dunked him a few times first before he would give him a hug. The boy was probably in pretty rough shape didn't matter to the father he was just glad to see him home our heavenly father feels the same way about you this morning doesn't matter where you've been doesn't matter how far you've fallen doesn't even matter if you smell like the pigs God wants you to come home in fact Jesus says that in all three stories he says that there is great rejoicing in heaven when that lost child comes to the father the woman throws a party the shepherd puts the sheep on his shoulders they call for their friends to come celebrate with them. The father has a huge feast, picks out the best select animal in his herd, 
They had a party. And Jesus said that there's a party in heaven every time a sinner comes to God. Where are you this morning? Do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ? Do you know that when your days on this earth are over, that you'll spend eternity with him in heaven? Would you bow with me in prayer? Father God, this morning, I want to thank you for your word. I want to thank you for your promises to us. God, I want to thank you for giving us hope, giving us a future through Jesus Christ. And God, this morning, I just pray that if there's one person here today that does not have a relationship with you, that this would be their day of salvation. And Father, for those of us who've been walking with you a long time, I just pray that you would put it on our hearts to share your gospel with somebody this week. You'd place somebody on our hearts that needs to hear the hope of Jesus Christ. God, we thank you for doing for us what we could not do for ourselves, for loving us so much, and for always being there when we come back. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.